What's up, podcasters? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Chief Psycho Podcast. I'm your host, JB, aka Chief Psycho himself. I'm excited for today's episode for many reasons. The most important reason is understanding our dream health and how it impacts our mental health. And with me today is none other than special guest, Jesse Lyon. Jesse Lyon is the chief dream scientist at the Dream App. It's an app that interprets your dreams using cutting edge artificial intelligence and the latest in science and research findings. Jesse launched the Dream App to help users overcome their mental health struggles and has already brought healing to millions of users around the world. The team has currently interpreted over two and a half million dreams and continues to pioneer this new form of therapy in the healthcare industry. Jesse has also created a massive community under the social media platform at Lion Mental Health that advocates for and destigmatizes mental health overall. He's reached hundreds of millions of users and has 1.5 million followers on TikTok alone. Jesse has also built a private practice known as Lion Counseling with offices in Orlando and Winter Park, Florida, that works specifically with patients who have experienced complex trauma, disassociative identity disorder, as well as anxiety. His team and his mission are to educate other mental health professionals about appropriate techniques to help these patients heal, which is why his practice runs a school to certify other therapists in the use of trauma-focused hypnotherapy techniques. He also provides internships for students from the local university counseling programs to drive further awareness inside of mental health awareness, as well as dream translation. Let's hop over to our interview with Jesse today. Hello, hello. What's going on, Jesse? How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, How are all the fun holidays? I hear you got some exciting things up your sleeve that you're preparing for. Holidays, holidays are great. You know, it's there's highs and lows in holidays. You go and see the family and you remember all the difficulties (laughs) and all the family (laughs) drama that happens during the holidays. But it's a nice it's a nice break, Uh, because especially for me, the big news is I'm expecting my firstborn within the month. Yeah. So everything is baby (laughs) prep right now. (laughs) Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Do you know what you're having or is it going to be a surprise? It's a little boy, little boy. We're not we're not releasing the name yet, but it is it is a little boy. And let me tell you, he's big. So mama is all belly. (laughs) Okay. yeah, she's ready for him to get out then. I'm sure she she is. so She is so ready. She's like this boy hurting my hips, man. I can't even walk straight. (laughs) (laughs) How funny, how funny. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the Chief Psycho Podcast, Jesse. I'm excited for us to be talking about sleep health and mental health and all the cool things that you're doing in the world of dream science. Uh, But before we dive in there, of course, I have your bio. I'd love for you to share a little bit about you, you know, what brought you to the path of the career and profession of, you know, dream science and becoming a dream scientist. Yeah, it's wild. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, You know, so... Gosh, how far back do we go, right? Uh, <laughs> I had I had my little existential high school crisis um, where I'm trying to figure out, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life? Yeah. And so, you know, I thought I wanted to be an English major for a bit, thought I wanted to be a philosophy major because I'm one of those weird philosophy nerds. I would read the dense and thick books that nobody else liked. I loved it. For me, it was a real escape, you know, like just getting lost in thoughts and lost in ideas was a break from the real world uh, that I really enjoyed. But, you know, being a philosophy major, you can't, you're not going to make a living doing that. Sure, sure. <laughs> so so I found a love of psychology. You know, I'd seen a counselor for some depression symptoms uh, when I was like 16, 17, started with a counselor there. And 
a lot of the like thoughts and ideas that you'll discuss reminded me of philosophy. You know, it it had that same kind of creative thinking. So I started my path down there. Um, I was homeschooled all growing up, you know, from kindergarten through 12th grade. So I actually started college in 11th grade and graduated early, started my master's degree at 19. Wow. Um, I have my master's in mental health counseling and then went on to be a trauma counselor. Um, So I have a private practice here in Orlando, Florida with a couple offices and several therapists who work for me. One of the things we're most proud of is outreach to the homeless population here in Orlando. We we work with one of the largest outreaches. So really kind of the foray into, uh, into dreams and my online presence came from my experience um, being a trauma counselor and helping people understand and work through their emotions to gain better insight and to gain some direction in their life. And as we know, dreams are a huge component, a huge indicator for trauma, those post-traumatic nightmares. Wow. That, that is so incredible. I did not realize, you know, you accomplished so many of those things at such a young age. That's, that's amazing. Um, you know, it was great getting in a chat with you at the health 2.0 event and, and getting to see you a little bit about what you're creating and, uh, bringing forward inside of your community, especially when you took the stage. Um, it was just really cool. So I'm really interested in learning more about, you know, the dream psychology that you talk about and uh, everything that you're doing, you know, inside of your social platforms to bring that awareness. Um, what are some of the like crazy quirky things inside of the research that you're finding as you're building out, you know, the dream app? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I start to make this content online and just really fortunate to to find uh, another individual who's really passionate about mental health. His name's Dennis Chumak. Nice. Uh, and so he's actually from the Ukraine. Uh, and so he he's in London now. And so he had this idea to start a company that uses dreams to help people kind of overcome and to gain insight into their mental health. And I'm like, wow, that wow. perfectly aligns with my mission. So together, you know, we co-founded DreamApp, which uh, is an application that helps users Uh, identify mental health issues and then resolve them through insight from their dreams. So it's kind of a combination of both expert knowledge and artificial intelligence. You type in your dream and then it analyzes it to kind of find those key symbols and then to give you some insight into what steps you can take next. Um, So that's been that's been huge uh, and just been one of the most exciting things that I've done because we've been able to gather uh, over two and a half million recorded dreams, which wow. makes us the largest database of collected dreams in the world. And so just the ability to like use that for insight about mental health and to be able to start to really push and press this you know, mission forward uh, just by the participation of people in the healing journey. Wow, that is so cool. So in this collection experience, so they're utilizing this application, they're entering their dreams, and they're finding the bridge almost to the gap inside of their mental health concern or mental health challenge. Yes. Talk to us a little bit more about what you've been doing inside of Ukraine. I I hear there's nightmares and some other opportunities that you're bringing in to identify new layers of mental health issues. What are you doing over there? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the the founder and many of our founding members, like our our CFO and many of our IT team and designers, um, yeah, actually our our chief designer who, you know, kind of designed the user experience inside the app, they're all from Ukraine. Uh, oh, wow. And as we know, there's a huge, huge war going on over there uh, and the terrible things that, you know, Russia is doing. Um, 
So we saw an opportunity to kind of help and aid. And so we were actually able to do some very, very exciting research, which is all free to access uh, online on our website. If you actually want to read through the statistics and the things that we did, um, just to really kind of identify and see the way that the mind, sleep, and dreams change based on those really intense traumatic experiences. And so we were able to kind of identify uh, the symbols that pop up the most and how the brain really responds to this trauma, because you can kind of see how the brain through sleep and dreams is trying to analyze, trying to process and make sense of these horrific experiences. Mm. So that way it can make it through because really the brain kind of goes into survival mode. And so you can, you can gain some really interesting insights and we can go into those if you're interested. Yeah. Oh, uh, but no. of course it's Give all it free all online <laughs> dreamapp.io. You can kind of find it there. Nice. Um, yeah. It's very interesting stuff. Very cool. Yeah, I um so I'm somebody that would always have nightmares as a kid when I would watch anything scary. So like I never oh. like watched the scary, the horror, the thrills, none of the goriness, right? But there was a movie that came out, I want to say a couple years ago, and it's the Call Tomorrow War. And it was with like the aliens and they like they come back from the future and they're like needing help or something, right? It's this weird sci-fi movie on Amazon Prime. But I had that picture of like the first creepy alien fixated in my brain and i dreamt about it for an entire week straight and every night Man. i woke up like freaking out about it because this here's this nasty looking little thing coming out um so i had to watch the movie again and then finally went away have you ever experienced or seen results inside of you know the mental health results where those patterns of consistent patterns are showing up in the dreams and then what does it do for the patient like does it give them kind of a new stim simul excuse me stimulation to either try a new pattern, try a new habit? How do they break kind of those commonalities in the dreams? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of questions in there that I think we yeah. should dissect. Like um, for your for your case in particular, which I think a lot <laughs> of people can relate to, you've, if you've ever gone to bed the night after watching a new horror movie, it's yeah. you're in for a rough night. Like it's yeah. gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> because there's two key things that the brain is trying to accomplish when you go to sleep. And we know this from science and research. The brain is trying to create new neural pathways and deepen existing ones, right? So when you deepen existing neural pathways, it makes it easier for you to do something. That's why like if you're a basketball player or a football player or a dancer, any kind of sport, uh, sleep is so crucial because it's in that sleep and in your dreams that your brain is rehearsing. It's practicing mm -hmm. and it's really solidifying those new connections that you made while you were practicing during the day. So when you wake up, you'll actually be much better at that sport or at that activity than you were the previous day because your brain has had time to create those connections. Okay. So that's one. And then two, creating new connections altogether. So in your case, I would say it's more of this second one, the creating mm. new connections. Your brain experienced something very new. I never even thought that there could be this kind of horrifying alien. Yeah. Uh, that was a totally new experience. So my brain's like, holy shit, we got to yeah. make sure that we're safe and we can defend <laughs> ourselves from this terrible alien. So you know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to replay that to most terrifying scene over and over and over again. So that way we okay. can be prepared. Okay. Unfortunately, that gives you some really terrible nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely unprepared every chance I woke up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the brain's trying to rehearse. And we see this with the research we're doing in the Ukraine. Uh, the brain is repeating those traumatic experiences because it's trying to make sense of them, trying to give them meaning and searching for ways to keep yourself safe mm -hmm. by rehearsing it over and over and over again. 
Okay. Because up until that point, the brain never even thought that there could be this type of danger out there in the world. I mean, typically, most of us don't go around worrying about aliens invading our yeah. house, you know? Right. And so when your brain realizes that, oh my gosh, this is a possible danger, it's going to try and think of ways to keep you safe from that. But the result is the nightmares that come with it. Interesting. Wow. That is, that's just crazy to me. Um, I, I always understood, and like, of course, the dream psychology, and there's things about it, like, oh, if, I, I, I love following you on Instagram and, and on TikTok, too, because you're always bringing light to Thanks. those conversations where, yeah. you know, if this pattern's coming up, this means this, and in most cases, you're debunking them because it's not true. How do you think people can become more actively aware and actively engage inside of understanding their dreams and actually correcting their mental health? Of course, there's application, there's action that's necessary to take. From your perspective, you know, as a dream scientist, as a, as a therapist as well, what's your level of encouragement that you take on for your patients to bring forward? Yeah, I think the big problem that people run into is instead of recognizing the positive things that your dreams and your mind is trying to accomplish, it kind of has this inverse reaction where you start to create conflict inside of yourself. And so when you wake mm -hmm. up from that nightmare, the natural response is, man, my stupid brain, I hate it so much. <laughs> why would mm -hmm. it give me this traumatic scene? Or why would it make me see that? You know, there's yeah. some there's some great comedians out there on TikTok who make fun of it. It's like, oh, I'm walking down a spooky hallway and there's a box. Who put the box there? Me. <laughs> oh, I wonder what's inside the box. And then you open the box and some snakes jump out and surprise you. Who yeah. put the snakes inside the box? Me, my yeah. brain. <laughs> and so it's natural to kind of be frustrated with yourself, right? Sure. But that's really where I'm trying to break down the stigma and trying to bring dreams back into the mental health conversation. Because instead of becoming in conflict with your dreams, we have to start to appreciate them and recognize, okay, my, my mind is not trying to be an asshole. It's trying mm. to be nice and trying to help yeah. me overcome this, but I just don't understand. I need to learn to interpret almost as if it was speaking a foreign language. Because once you interpret those dreams and once you understand the language of what they're trying to communicate to you, I have seen the most dramatic mental health breakthroughs that I've seen in my career because once wow. you get that direct communication from your emotional self, it tells you exactly what steps to take and to move forward. Mm -hmm. But most people reach that frustration level and then don't look any deeper. So my encouragement's always been like, get a dream journal, like write them down, ask someone, talk about them. And there's a twofold benefit there. You learn what they mean. And by bringing them into your waking life, research is very clear. It actually reduces the severity of the nightmares. Wow. Very yeah. cool. So when we start looking and addressing, you know, the different forms of mental health that are happening in, in all over the world, right? No matter if you're across the country or you're here in the U.S. or in wherever you're at, right? Um, where do you think is the most common trap still taking place in terms of mental health stigma fully being embraced and understood for what it is, which is a challenge, right? We're dealing with our own challenges. We have things going on around us that are at times out of our control, but we're at the effect of them. Where do you think the the light of opportunity, if you will, from your clinical research, your clinical expertise in bringing further awareness to people in different aspects of healthcare even? Um, I know there's conversations in the workplace about mental health days. At what point do we then continue to honor those as well in the workplace without it being 
overly utilized or overly abused. Yeah. Trying to, I guess you're asking about where do we find that balance, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's tough to really say, uh, just like, here's exactly the line. I mean, I think that's a much more nuanced conversation, but mm-hmm. I think that is the point. It's a continued conversation. You know, a hundred years ago, mental health and our understanding of mental health was radically different than what it is today. And it's through the persistent and continual conversation about it that we've arrived at some really just wonderful revelations. And we've started to implement those into our work culture and into our community culture. Like you can even see generational differences. Typically, I'm talking in stereotypes here, so give me me a little (laughs) bit of grace, right? But typically, the older generation has a higher stigma about mental health than millennials or Gen Z. And I think that's because of uh, the persistence in the conversation. So I think in order to find that middle ground, we just need to continue and have persistence with that conversation. Now, I think one of the things that I do see, um, there's been a great rise in the conversation about mental health, and we talk about it a lot more. But one of the problems that I see is becoming overly rigid about mental health diagnoses, and really systematizing and manualizing those diagnoses and those symptoms. It was really popular on TikTok for a long time. If you uh, misplace your keys often, you have ADHD. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> so That's a little bit extreme. Everybody loses their keys. Just because you've lost your keys at some point in your life doesn't mean you have ADHD. That's overly rigid. That's painting with a broad brush. However, huh, I lose my keys quite often. It's important that I pay attention to that and then start to ask myself another series of questions. Huh, is this a consistent problem in my life? Are there other mm-hmm. things I lose? Am I often late? You know, am I typically scatterbrained? Is it difficult for me to see tasks all the way through and complete things? Hmm, maybe I need to go talk with a healthcare provider. So I think those little windows of insight to spark conversation really has to be the key. I think we can become overly rigid. And to me, that's one of the big problems that I see. And that's why, you know, that's why we have the dream experts inside of dream app to start that conversation and to get people thinking, because the more that you can start that self-reflection and really generate that conversation, that's where the healing change comes from. Absolutely. That is so cool. Um, but yeah, I completely agree there. I think there is too much rigid structure being put in place. And I think what we are learning from, you know, the millennial workforce and now our Gen Zers that are beginning to enter the workplace, um, they're bringing new ideas around existing conversations, right? I saw this quote from, I, I'm going to say it was on LinkedIn somewhere. And somebody was talking about how the difference between the generational gaps and how the understanding of, you know, mental health, dream health in this instance um, are really translated and I would say responded to, the, the response rate was much higher um, yeah. for the younger generation, of course. But what I loved about this quote was that Gen Z is bringing forward ideas and solutions to rooted, rooted problems. And they're finding newer ways and advancing them through the use of social media, utilizing their platforms, whether it's YouTube, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, what have you. Um, it's bringing new conver- it's bringing the new solutions to these conversations. And I think with mental health specifically, we're even seeing that individuals in the workplace are unwilling or uncharted to go into an area that is going to cause distress or cause a, a level of angst. And I think it's fascinating that 
you know, individuals like yourself that are bringing solutions to the table through technology. And I think yeah. going the route of utilizing AI and having these type of systems in place to support the continual involvement, development, the growth, all that fun stuff, right? Uh, it is really cool. What would you say is next for the Dream app? As you guys are continuing your research, as you're developing the software even further, what's something that you're excited to bring forward? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great question. And I love to talk about this. The The next really big thing that I'm the most pumped about, I mean, you ask each member of the team, they're excited about something. <laughs> but for me, the dream scientist of the team, I'm the most excited about because of the amount of data that we have, yeah. we can start to use that to identify the mental health struggles that somebody has. So let's okay. say that you're the type of person who very consistently has dreams where you're running away from somebody. We can then, because of the amount of data that we have, start to identify, okay, is that an indicator for depression? Is that an indicator for anxiety? And start to use those as diagnostic tools. Wow. So okay. instead of like just kind of wondering, like, what's the problem? What's going on? We can really start to pinpoint, okay, because you've had this dream, we know that your brain's trying to do this, which means that here's the area that you need to be focusing on. So really wow. just like, you know how, I mean, nobody would leave the house without checking the weather for the day to see if they need an umbrella. It's sure. the same thing. Why would you leave the house and go about your day without checking what your dreams have told you are some key priorities for the day ahead? And that's the thing that I'm most excited about, just to start to integrate dreams and to give a really easy, no-nonsense way to identify and say, oh, this is emotionally where I'm at today, and this is how I can care for myself better through that process. That's wow. what I'm pumped about. That's super exciting. So with that um, next layer of the development, if you will, is there any insight that you're going to be able to gather based on geographical locations? I know you mentioned Ukraine and, and the nightmares and the challenges that they're experiencing. Are you going to be able to, I guess, aggregate the data to see what type of trends are showing up, say, in Atlanta, Georgia, and why there are so many individuals suffering from XYZ issue? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're recording this January 18th today. Yeah. Uh, and so like, it's the middle of winter, but I'm in Orlando, Florida. So it ain't yeah. no snow here. I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> right. I hopped in the pool this morning. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but you can, you can even track like, well, are people dreaming about snow in places like, you know, Washington or Oregon or Minnesota, right? Okay. You know, how does being snowed in, in the house change the way that you're dreaming? You know, we are able to do, and there's a lot of great articles out that have been peer reviewed and published about directly the effects of COVID and lockdown on dreams and sleep. And so we can okay. see and track the changes in the type of symbols that are taking place. So absolutely, you know, we can wow. use kind of that data to track, okay, if somebody's experiencing this kind of like, you know, physical disaster or geographical issue, how is that affecting their dreams? And then we can use that and down the road to be a better indicator for, oh, this is what's going on for you. Very cool. That's so cool. So I know you talked about this. I mean, I think early. so. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. I know you mentioned this earlier too about, you know, finding the opportunity to have these conversations, bringing it forward, partnering with these really great people. Um, where do you see this going next for you? Do you think you're going to pivot more for the private practice, bringing more of your dream app integration into your practice work now? Uh, do you see it becoming more... I don't know, I guess a dividing conquering, if you will, where you're honing in both of these roles. <laughs> uh, for me, kind of personally, like being a counselor yeah. and being, I don't know, entrepreneur app developer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a balance, you know, and people have asked me that before, like even, even especially like my clients, you know, they'll ask, they're like, Hey, Jesse, like, I really love the work that we're doing, but I see you on TV. I see you on podcasts. I see you speaking (laughs) at conferences. Like, don't leave me. I need you. And I'm like, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. For me, I think, especially in my heart, there's always going to be a part of myself that needs to continue that individual helping people because it keeps me so grounded. You know, a lot of times I see people really take off in their careers and become CEOs and developers and social media influencers, and they start to lose touch Mm -hmm. with what it's really like to just be a person, just to be somebody who struggles with their dreams and who wakes up from nightmares and experiences sleep paralysis. And so, um, you know, there is kind of a sacrifice, I think, to taking a break every day and spending some time with people because, you know, I'm taking a break from developing these projects. But to me, I see that as an investment. I see that as so valuable to be able to continue to maintain my practice and deal with individuals one-on-one because it makes sure that I never become too detached and disconnected from the real experience of what it's like to go through trauma and to try and be on that recovery journey. So to kind of put it there, I think it's going to be both. And I think there is, I think there's a huge benefit to continuing that because it continues to inform the way that I make decisions when I'm developing things and yeah. deciding what direction that we need to go. That's amazing. I, I What I heard inside of that, Jesse, is, you know, making sure that the human side of it remains untouched, unscathed, yeah. unbothered. It is, you know, here I am, Here who here's what I can do, here's what I can provide in all these different aspects of my life, all in the essence of ensuring that your mental scope is taken care of. And I think that is, it's beautiful, right? It's, it's something to be commendable about and, and, and be awarded for, right? There's a reason why we got awards for that and, and you specifically, Jesse. So congratulations on that. Thank um, you. Thank well, you. You as well, too. I saw you there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Jesse, today, uh, that's actually going to wrap up our episode for today. Uh, I'd love for you to share some last closing comments. How can people follow your story, uh, find your practice, get in touch with you and learn about themselves a little bit? Absolutely. Man, you can find everything. DreamApp.io is the website or all the social medias, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, DreamApp. You can find it all there, DreamApp.io. But if you want to follow me in particular and see the crazy nonsense that I'm up to, uh, my handle is (laughs) at Lion Mental Health, L-Y-O-N Mental Health. Uh, I'd love to to chat. We've got a great community over on Discord where we talk about our dreams and we keep that personal connection alive. So Uh, If you're looking for something like that, you know, if you're feeling alone and just struggling with your dreams, that's my heart. You know, I don't want anyone to feel alone. And even more than that, I just want to help people understand that their mind is not against them. It's just Mm. misunderstood. And I'd love to kind of put some interpretation and some love back into that relationship with yourself. So thanks so much for having me on the podcast and for asking the questions. I've really enjoyed my time. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being here, Jesse. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks to all our listeners. Take care. Thanks, everyone.